0: Welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we review the movies you suggest that we watch. We watch the trailer, do some predictions, and then we report back with what actually happened. Jeff is here with me. I am John. We have watched the trailer for Howard the Duck.
1: Yep, yeah, Howard the Duck won this one.
0: Yep, this week, Howard the Duck. And let me tell you, just right off the bat, the most noticeable thing from this trailer... You do not see Howard the Duck at all. No, you catch a couple glimpses of the very
1: side of his face.
0: It's like you could maybe make out his hand or something.
1: Yeah, there's a couple shots of his hand, which you know is just—it looks like an ugly feathered glove. And then uh, you also there's a shot where a guy swings like a sign at Howard the Duck, and you can kind of see the back of his face as he ducks. <laughs> so ducks, d- ducks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess as he as humans <laughs> on his planet, right. You know? I don't know. That's going to be a thing all the way through this movie. I guarantee it is... <laughs> is Because I, I guarantee you it's going to be all... Because you see a little poster of a movie. Uh, what was it, like My Little K- Cockatiel or something starring May Nest? Huh. And W.C. Waterfowl or something? So, I, I'm expecting a lot of awful duck puns and questions about what humans even are. Good. So, that's going to be one of my first predictions. But yeah, no Howard in this, Is if they... Even when they had the trailer made in the first place, they were deeply ashamed of what they had created.
0: Yeah, I okay, so I know at some point in my life, I've seen like the first two minutes of this movie or something, and for some reason in my head, I can only picture Howard as being essentially a piñata that they're moving around, and that's what the level of special effects are.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say that the, my guess for the level of special effects is like that, remember that Dinosaurs TV show? Yeah. Where the the... The fact that the faces move around in more than just open mouth, closed mouth, it, but not enough to be realistic looking, so it just draws even more attention to it. <laughs> like, every time Earl Sinclair's like, yeah, I'm a, di- I'm a dinosaur who also is a blue-collar construction worker, or whatever the fuck that show was, his face moves in, like, three ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he can raise an
0: eyebrow and everything.
1: Yeah, he could raise an eyebrow. I think he can curl one of his the sides of his lips up a little bit, and that's why the only realistic character on that show was the baby, who I think is just a hand puppet. Yeah. So all I could do is just kind to go not the mama like like a Kermit sort of thing. <laughs> but anyway, I'm predicting that. Like I think his beak will bend in some dumb way, and it'll just be like, oh, this looks even worse than I thought.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna get into a fight with a rabbit about what sort of hunting season it is. Man,
1: I hope they do that. I hope they acknowledge how much of a ripoff this character was in the very first place.
0: Oh, my God. I would love, okay, one, if he gets into a sailor suit, or two, if he gets into a fight with a rabbit. Like, either of those things would be perfect. There's at me.
1: least one Donald Duck joke worked right into the trailer for you, because lo and behold, Tim Robbins is in this? I had no idea. Oh, yeah, you see him for a brief second, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing here? And he does two things. One of them, he yells something from while riding in a tiny little ultralight airplane. And the other one is him attempting to talk to, again, just the back of Howard the Duck's head in an exaggerated da- or Donald Duck voice.
0: Oh, that's right. He does that, that weird duck voice.
1: Thing. That, yeah. that noise. Uh, yeah. So, God, Tim Roth. Rock- I, I, here's the things I remember, because I'm pretty sure I saw this movie at some point when I was a little kid. And I feel like I also only maybe saw, like, the first ten minutes. But I know that in the first ten minutes of this movie, you get duck boobs. Nice. And you also get to see a, t- a duck condom, I want to say. I feel like, I mean, I'm talking, I was like seven when I saw this joke, but I remember there being a condom joke. And I remember, I think it was actually my first awareness of condoms came from Howard the Duck.
0: Oh, good. Your sexual awakening was from Howard the Duck.
1: Well, my first awareness of condoms. At the time, I thought they were mostly water balloons. <laughs> mostly. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a period of my life where I thought that tampons were because women peed their pants. <laughs> That's good. That is a good way to be. Yeah. So, anyway, you got any other predictions for this thing? I know we're going to get fight scenes because they mentioned that he liked Aikido. Yeah. I mean, can we talk about that voiceover? Uh, sure. Howard the Duck. Uh, a hobbies, Aikido, and sex. <laughs> He's 27, single, but searching. And I'm like, the fuck is that? I mean, I don't know that much about the Marvel Comics character of Howard the Duck, but I, I feel like his sex life, like his... Social life on Duck Planet or whatever it was probably wasn't that big of a deal. Because on Marvel, in the comics, he mostly exists to sort of poke fun at the heroes, right? Mostly. I mean, he's... Like, I feel
0: like he's kind of a weird private eye type thing a lot of the times, where he fights just the dumbest villains possible.
1: Yeah, isn't his only known named villain like Dr. Bong?
0: Yeah. Who then became the psychiatrist for Deadpool.
1: Yeah. So... Oh, God, really? Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. sure. I know weird things about comics. I, I want to say he also fought a vampire cow at some point. but that He definitely might've... did. Uh, okay, good. I was worried if that was him or the Tick. <laughs> it was like, one of the, there's some joke villains I, I can kind of remember.
0: Yeah, I think the Tick was man-eating cow, and then he fought, like, Dracula cow.
1: Okay, sure. Why not? Whatever. Okay, so, uh, all right. But, yeah, the, the voiceover is, like, every 80s party movie cliché. You know, it's like, oh, he's he's going to have to reinvent himself and learn to have fun. Also, he's a 27-year-old super bachelor with an interest in sex. So I was like, the fuck? Does this, does this star Robert Downey Jr. in 1984? <laughs> What's going to happen? Is he going to get a, like a high school fight with David Spader? James Spader. David Spader. David is a, Spader. David Spader's a character I just <laughs> invented. <laughs> let's, let's oh, talk man. about what that character's all about oh i would watch a movie with david spader in a heartbeat <laughs> that's gonna be my new favorite character right there
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, my favorite hollywood actor david spader
1: <laughs> oh god all right well anyway okay
0: we- uh last prediction then i'm gonna say at the very end he manages to have just terrible bestiality like sex with what is it, Leia Thompson who's in that trailer? Yeah, no, it's
1: it's the mom from uh, from Back to the Future in this movie. Yeah. And that's the only other thing I think anyone remembers about the Howard the Duck movie is that there's a shot of her crawling onto a bed in her underwear. Yeah. So you get to see, like, her butt, and I guess that's kind of a thing. Hey, butts are great. Yeah, I had forgotten she was in this. I had to be reminded, that, oh, yeah, that lady, the lady from two movies that, that you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, three th- movies. She's know. probably in both Back to the Future, the first two Back to the Futures, right? And the third one. Oh, she all, okay, well, that gives her four movies that you've yeah. heard of. Yeah. How many of them are good? Uh, three of them. Okay, we, are, are you in Back <laughs> to the Future 3 as a good movie? Oh yeah, I love Back to the Future 3.
0: <laughs> I also love Ghostbusters 2. Come at
1: me. <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't Ghostbusters 2 that killed that franchise. <laughs> I think we have to go all the way back to the fact that Ghostbusters the movie is a rip-off of the 1975 TV show Ghostbusters. <laughs> w- in which two weirdos and a gorilla solved ghost-related crimes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, get your shit together, Reitman. Why, why couldn't you come up with an original idea for once? Come just, on, man. Just once. Was it so much to ask in the 80s that someone had an original idea for a movie? No. God. All right. Well, well maybe... Oh, well, wait. You guess, You say it. You say, let's go watch Ghostbusters. Yeah, let's go watch Ghostbusters. Starring David Spader.
0: <laughs> That's, we'll be right back after seeing Ghostbusters with David Spader. <laughs>
1: we'll be right back after Jeff takes a long, well-deserved nap. <laughs> This is going to be a loopy one. If you like me making dumb verbal mistakes, you've come to the right place. Uh,
0: All right. It's time for some Howard the Duck. We will be right back. And 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 we have returned
1: victorious. Really? I mean, yeah, we survived. I don't think it's supposed to kill you. I think it's just supposed to deaden you inside It's supposed to make
0: you stronger. (laughs) It's going to make you
1: stronger. Yeah, I feel a lot stronger having seen this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, why don't we do the predictions first so that we don't just forget them and never talk about them again. (laughs) So let's go through the list. I suggested that this movie would be full of a lot of dumb duck puns. Which, sort of? I mean,
0: it began that way. Yeah,
1: the beginning was entirely duck puns. It started off with... Howard, for some reason, I don't know why they felt like this was a good place to start the movie. Like, this is George Lucas's first post-Star Wars thing, right? Like, right off the bat, he gets right in there. He's like, I want to do whatever I want. I'm making a fucking Howard the Duck movie. And oh, what I
0: finally I... got that clout that I can do anything. Yeah. Howard bef- the yeah. Duck.
1: And before I even show, honestly, that's actually not a terrible thought. I mean, Howard the Duck is a bullshit property that no one should bother to try and make a whole movie about, right? I mean, I love the character of Howard the Duck. I think he's a great Marvel character. It's interesting to have something like that in the universe with them. But it a whole movie in 1986 of Howard the Duck? No, it's
0: like having a full-length feature film of Four Bush Man.
1: Yeah, so what are the odds you think that this is actually a secret genius move by George Lucas to literally just prove he could do whatever he wanted? <laughs> He was just like, uh, this has got to be the result of him making a bar bet with Spielberg, right? Like, Spielberg's like, no, no, man, you can't just do whatever you want. Star Wars didn't make you invincible. And he was like, oh, oh, I'm not invincible? Oh, oh, you pick any property, any property at all. <laughs> the, the stupid Daffy Duck ripoff from Marvel Comics invented in 1972? Yeah, I can make a movie about that. Watch me. Here we go. <laughs> there you go. The only it colonel. might
0: go a little bit something
1: like, like this. this. And here's how it goes. Mostly of all of the trailer which is a duck you don't see walks into an apartment building and looks through uh, and wanders through his house full of duck jokes. Yep. And then still before you see his face, you have to watch about 5 minutes of duck TV with him. Yeah, that was weird. That was awful. It was like like short duration sketch comedy. It was like watching an episode of Robot Chicken before the movie started.
0: <laughs> yeah, you get like a duck like newlywed game or something you get a duck jazzer
1: size two ducks get... talking about jock itch in a in, in a uh Oh yeah the duck commercial yeah that and, and then after that and still before you ever see his face he opens himself up a copy of play duck yep and uh goes and looks at him some very ducky boobs the first set of duck boobs in this movie of two yeah yeah so he checks out the centerfold that's, yep. that's got to be something that's falling out of the cultural zeitgeist at this point, is the the uh, visual image of someone unfolding the centerfold of a Playboy.
0: Yeah, pretty soon people are going to hear that Jay Giles band and be like, what is what is he
1: talking about? What, what is a centerfold? <laughs> well, why does he care if his angel is one? Is that the largest clip of a porn scene? <laughs> the centerfold. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, I, I, so, yeah, looks at a duck centerfold. And I feel like, and again, you will have to correct me if I'm wrong here because I don't think I've ever actually read a Howard the Duck comic. I've read, I've read comics that he appears in, like yeah. when he shows up in the big crossover events and stuff. But I've never just read, sat down and read Howard the Duck number five or whatever. Yeah, is he? He's is he a crazy sex maniac? And does he? Always, is is he always going on and on about boobs in those? I mean, he's he's kind of pervy. Okay, like he's because he, that was a lot of this movie. Yeah, he's the kind of guy who'd be like, oh,
0: yeah, he'd walk around, and he'd have a cigar, and he'd be kind of pervy and adult, and that was sort of his thing.
1: Uh, Anyway, after a while, it eventually pans around to show his face, and sure enough, he's got, like, three servo motors in there.
0: Yeah, let me say, he's he's not quite a pinata that they put some strings on, but, uh...
1: You know. no he's definitely a little person wearing a robot duck mask thats it, that's what that is it basically
0: depended on when you got the shot I feel like when they did close-up shots of him it was just it looked a lot better because they could just do like an animatronic thing mm-hmm. but when they had the pulled back we needed to have the full body it is definitely just a little person in a duck costume running around well yeah
1: I mean that's that hasn't died in forever you ever watched Lord of the Rings tr- the, the trilogy oh, yeah just to watch when the little people are clearly little people yeah yeah that that makes the movie look a lot more interesting. It's like, it'll cut back from Frodo, and all of a sudden he looks way wider, and he's waddling a lot more. But you're like, whoa, what happened? What's well, going on in these long shots? Uh, anyway, we get to see his gross, stupid-looking duck face. Yep, we certainly do. Yeah, and you get a lot of duck face in this movie. It's almost like he's just taking one long selfie. Huh. I, I had to work the joke. I'm sorry. Why? Why would you do that? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. He, then he... He gets up and answers a voicemail, or well, yeah, sorry, no, an answering hits, machine message. Yeah, he
0: has the answering machine going off the whole time after he gets in, and it's oh, just yeah. various people like, hey man, we should go do a thing, or oh, I had such a crazy dream about you, where I was ruffling your feathers, and you should come over, and merr.
1: I like that at least his response to that obvious sex pickup was just to kind of go,
0: man, I'm so tired of getting all this sex.
1: Yeah. That was a, a, an unusual moment from the rest of the movie. He's just an unrepentant horn dog, but I guess he's just sick of that particular cl- uh, grouping of duck pussy. Yeah. He's all set on that one.
0: <laughs> what What is that the name of it?
1: A grouping of duck pussy? Yeah, d- ducks travel in flocks, but their pussies travel in groupings. Obviously. Haven't you ever played the 1850s venereal game? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a banality of Howard the Ducks. Yes. Yeah uh anyway for some reason when he presses the button on the answering machine to stop it or something all of a sudden a giant red beam shows up and pulls oh no it's just he's sitting in his chair and then oh, okay he can't get out oh yeah he, he can't leave his chair and then his chair because of red light goes flying through a bunch of walls yeah it rockets out of his apartment
0: complex where we then get our second set of duck boobs yeah it
1: flies through a bedroom with two old ducks in it who are I guess the comedy there is that they are not having sex because they're old ducks in bed. Well, they're just talking about, like, oh, someone's making noise. Then he, like,
0: crashes through their wall.
1: Yeah, and they're like, did you hear that, dear? No. And then, then yes, duck boobs. A woman taking a bath and singing a dumb song to herself with what I have to assume is two bowls on her front end of the costume that she's wearing. Because I don't even know if this one's a costume. This might just be, like, like I was mentioning earlier when I was like, why does this movie start with five minutes of duck commercials? And my, my issue with it specifically was every duck but Howard the Duck is the cheapest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, Howard the Duck looks awful, but the other ducks in this movie, they're just terrifying. They're well, like, they weren't going to spend
0: actual money on a joke that's going to be on screen for like two seconds.
1: Yeah, they're like daytime Brazilian children's programming duck costumes. That's <laughs> so what you get to see for the rest of these guys. And so for the movie to open with a good five minutes of random one-off duck costumes, just going, I am a horrible duck that can't move, and I have the jacket. You're like, the hell? What? Start with Howard at least. Show off your technology.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd think that if all of the other shit you were doing looked terrible, you'd just go, all right, well, that's fine. We'll take the beginning intro and just have it be Howard walking around, Talking about something or whatever, or complaining about duck life, or how his life is like a hurricane. I, what <laughs> yeah. I was really
1: expecting from the opening of this movie was... Was
0: race cars, lasers, and airplanes.
1: Oh, yeah. I was expecting life to be a duck blur. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm probably not alone in that, right? Probably. Yeah. But ultimately, when I got around to solving this mystery... <laughs> and rewriting history. I realized that the movie had rewritten the history of my memory. Yeah. Duck tales. Woo! No, okay. I was expecting a uh, what's the word I'm looking for here. A that the uh, potboiler detective intro. Ah, uh, yeah. If I was going to get anything out of this movie, it would be him sitting in an office with a whiskey and a picture of his old girlfriend on the, d- and then all of a sudden she walks in, legs plus, out to here.
0: Plus, you you'd get to make the hard boiled joke.
1: Yeah. Although they do make that joke way later in the movie. They say he was born from a hard-boiled egg.
0: Oh, yeah, which I'm like, oh, come on, man. You didn't even use it in the right way. This is terrible.
1: Yeah, okay, well... Anyway, the red light pulls him past the cheapest ducky boobs that I think have ever been. I, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not a connoisseur.
0: Basically, it just looks like what you would draw a naked lady looking like if you were a ten year old with no artistic talent. Yeah, and then it's you had just someone two else circles to- and then two smaller circles inside
1: of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From straight on, it just looks like a diagram of a bicycle tire set. <laughs> <laughs> two sombreros lying on the ground. Yes. Anyway, then he goes flying into space, at which point. Like a Peter Coyote-style narrator comes on and starts telling us about the universe.
0: Okay, and also, so at least when he was getting pulled out of the planet, he was in some red tube. Yeah. And he ends up
1: crashing to Earth in a red tube there. But for the rest of it, he's just rocketing through space. Well, yeah, I mean, ultimately, once you're in the, uh, once you're out in space and moving that fast, the only way you could change direction is by altering through, uh, by hitting something else. He's gonna fly in a straight line to the other red tube. That's fine.
0: Yeah, but he needs to breathe. I mean, he's in space. He's not like decompressing violently.
1: Dude, it's Marvel space. Everyone can just breathe in Marvel space. So- haven't you ever read, like, the Marvel comics? Starjammers always walking around on the outside of a spaceship. Wait, no, Starjammers are <laughs> a, a group of dudes. Yeah, he, those those that's are, the, that's the The, the, the Starjammers. Ship. Yeah, it's it's Corsair that's the guy.
0: Yeah, it's Corsair and his guys. Yeah, I'm and sure that's, you know, Cyclops' dad.
1: Yeah, they exist in the same universe. You probably flew right past them in this movie, you didn't even notice. Oh, man, and,
0: that would have been great if, like, in the background, the Shi'ar was hanging out. I,
1: I feel like we could probably dedicate the entire podcast to trying desperately to connect this thing to the MCU. <laughs>
0: Just being like, look, I know how this connects to the larger MCU. You just wait. And if you stay for the post-credit scene, then Benicio del Toro shows up and collects him.
1: That's the only joke I want in this movie is for Benicio del Toro to pop. Like, I want them to re-release this thing on DVD and give add me a, a sequence. a Blu-ray of Howard the Duck. Yeah, re-release this thing on Blu-ray and give me a sequence where where uh, Benicio del Toro shows up to collect Howard. And he's just like, you were in a terrible movie oh get in this box <laughs> <laughs> that's my best pickup line i used that <laughs> one on david spader oh david spaderman all right so spader man man he lands in was it cleveland or? cleveland yeah he lands in cleveland ohio howard the duck does and lands on a, on on his, a different easy chair. Not his easy chair, but just some chair. Some chair in an alley. In an alley, and, it, and is immediately, within like a second, accosted by cartoonish thugs. Let me tell you, Cleveland is apparently populated almost
0: entirely of just the worst gangs. And not worst as in, like, oh, they're so violent and mean. But as in, like, these are guys that were rejects from the Warriors.
1: Yeah, no, like... You know know how you always get those theme gangs in, uh, like, the Warriors or, like, in in, in 80s TV shows, it was always like, ah, we're all wearing red tank tops, and every one of us is of a different race, and one of us has a bandana. In this movie, it's... One of the 1966-style Batman villain groups, and you never actually see the big villain, but you can kind of infer who he is through the outfits all of his costumed henchmen are wearing. And he is Boy George. Yeah, these are definitely the boys George. Yes, it's it's a bunch bo- <laughs> of the boys George, the boys George, <laughs> 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 running around inflicting mayhem on people and hitting everyone with their culture clubs. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh man. Every one of them's wearing that hat from Karma Chameleon that he's got on and they've all got like <laughs> lace driving gloves, leather fringe vests.
0: Yeah, it's just <laughs> the weirdest most terrible 80s outfits possible. And they're like, "Oh, we're a biker gang." You're like, "No, you're not." <laughs> oh. No. You- you're Morrissey enthusiasts yeah. at you, best.
1: You are just real sad about things. <laughs> like, that's all you are. They're so sad looking. But yeah, they are definitely the boys George, which is my new favorite evil bit. <laughs> <laughs> the best gang around. Just led by boy George.
0: Yeah. And just, you know, I would love to see also in the Blu-ray of this, <laughs> add in a scene where like, boy George just goes, I need you to get that Howard the Duck. <laughs> Or just give me (laughs) J.K. Simmons. I want pictures. Pictures of Howard the Duck.
1: No, you don't, sir. You really don't. Oh, man. You do not want pictures of him. (laughs) He looks awful. He looks like he's played by ten different little people. And lo and behold, according to the credits, (laughs) indeed he is. And indeed he was. I would like to think that they were just one by one quitting.
0: Yeah. They're like (laughs) on set for a day and go,
1: nope. Ah, I'm out. Get another one. Well, that was me. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Anyway, uh, thugs immediately accost him, pick him up, at which point he becomes a duck puppet, and, okay, I I feel like, see if I can get this sequence right, John, uh, if you don't mind. Thugs pick him up. Yes. They then run with him through some streets in in the back alleys of Cleveland, at which point they get to a bar with a bouncer, and near the bouncer is a nerd. They, they take Howard and stick him into the arms of the nerd saying, Hey, Leonard, we found your date for the night and yep. shoving him into the bar and then kind of pushing past the bartender as if the cover for entering this bar was a duck puppet.
0: Yeah, no, that was definitely the entrance fee you needed. There was a line of people waiting for their friends to bring them a duck puppet. Yeah. They just happened to find one, and so the three of the boys, George and Nerdfriend, got into the bar for free. Yeah, that's how they got it. With their,
1: well, they didn't get in for free. They paid with a duck puppet. Yeah, you had
0: to have a duck puppet. It's duck <laughs> puppet night,
1: and the feeling's right. They get into a bar, and it's one of those everyone's dancing and there's red light type bars that you see in 80s movies. There's a band playing behind a chain link fence.
0: Yep. It is one of those, like, we needed to make this seem like a grunge place, so we just essentially build a set out of cardboard and randomly
1: spray painted things. But it is it is full of yet more boys George. That's that all it's in there. It's the just, entire audience. <laughs> just, every, everyone's a boy George in here. And uh, th- there's the band, and you can tell for a split second when you get to see them, it's Leia Thompson and the Pussycats. Oh, yeah, that is definitely the Misfits up there. Yeah, they look like the Misfits or like Josie and the Pussycats because you've got one of each race. Yep, just one of
0: each, and all of them are in crazy, weird, 80s punkish outfits.
1: Yeah, the sort of thing that Punky Brewster would get to wear when she was old enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what every single one of them was wearing, and uh, yet they matched enough to kind of look like a girl group band. And sure enough, they're called Cherry Bomb. <laughs> Uh, anyway, to keep the stupid scene going, uh, Howard is dragged around by this guy who says he's a duck date and then he gets kind of chased through the bar because ducks oh because no pets are allowed in there. So a, 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 a bouncer picks Howard up and throws him out of the bar. Uh, at which point, and this is where I start to get a little fuzzy on the details, I believe he lands on the front of a motorcycle. That is driven by the chief lesbian in an all-lesbian Harley motorcycle gang with another lesbian on the backseat? That is correct. Yeah, okay. And they both look like 80s-style lady wrestlers. Yes, they look like they should probably be stopping,
0: I don't know, someone from getting through the American Gladiators course. Oh,
1: that's very good. Yeah, their names could be things like Pronto and Diamond.
0: Yes, they are definitely ice and lace.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They get extremely mad at Howard the Duck for being on their bike, and, and they swat at him. Yep. Uh, At which point, I believe, this is when he finally lands in a trash can.
0: Yeah, and dejected, he pulls the lid over himself and, I guess, goes to sleep in a tiny trash can.
1: Yeah, he falls asleep in a barrel or a trash can or something. Uh, You know, one of those hazardous waste barrels that is around Cleveland, I assume. So what we learn from this very brief introductory sequence to the setting of the movie is that Cleveland is populated by boys George, lesbian cartoon gangs, uh, sexy... Teen rocker bands and not much else. Basically, nothing else at this point. Yeah,
0: and honestly, until we get to like the last half of the movie, actually nothing
1: else. Yeah, the whole the whole town of Cleveland is like if you were to go to a seventy five year old man you found at Universal Studios Hollywood and be like, Hey, could you write down some ideas I had for what you or or, or, some ideas you had for what you think a bad neighborhood would have in it? Oh yeah, what do you think is the bad part of town? And he'd be like, There's these kids.
0: All, all days and nights, they got them leather jackets. I don't like them. There's them, them lady bikers. Oh, them lady bikers. They don't like you no matter what you do. Oh, man. And then, oh, there's women singing. Oh, there's one thing I hate, and it's women singing. Lace gloves. As, as far as the eye
1: can see. Every one of them duded up like a lady. <laughs> dude
0: looks like a lady. Uh, yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I don't know why I've decided that my old man also likes Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't?
1: <laughs> Aerosmith is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so Leah Thompson from her weird band uh comes walking outside. And starts walking home when she's accosted by two of the boys, George. Oh, no. One of them is the boyish George of them all. He even kind of looks like Boy George. He has that narrow aquiline nose thing going on. Yeah, um, way too much makeup. Yeah, the other one just looks like John Cusack in a Boy George outfit. And uh, they accost her, presumably, to, to, to rape her, I- I'm going to go ahead and say. You'd think that? Yeah, except that they spend most of their time just sort of idly touching her. And, know, like... Asking for her autograph and... Just being assholes mostly yeah to, to her credit to leah thompson's credit in this movie she does not go damsel in distress especially easily she starts fighting with them and yelling at them and all that so so she's actually fairly tough but yeah. not enough they get her thrown to the ground
0: and then that is when howard the duck has had all out he of can hiding. stand
1: and he can't stands no more yeah
0: and he eats a can of spinach
1: and, <laughs> and he yams who he is <laughs> he yams <laughs>
0: Who he gims.
1: <laughs> it's a New England thing. You wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't get it. <laughs> only only Clevelanders get this. Only Clevelanders and David Spader. <laughs> only
0: nineties kids get this. <laughs>
1: only nineties <only 90s laughs> kids understand. He yams. <laughs> <who> he <yims. laughs> oh, oh my god. I'm too tired for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, he pops out of the can he was standing it was sit hiding in and says something like, uh, there's a line a man can't cross, and when you cross him, he's crossed all you can cross.
0: And then they're like, oh, what are you going to do? And then he he is
1: apparently a master of quack-fu. Yeah, I, I, at least in the trailer they were smart enough to switch that out for just Aikido. But no, uh, it is not Aikido, it is foo because...
0: Man, screw you, we are going to have as many dumb duck jokes as we can.
1: I want—I I just want it to be noted that their response is, oh yeah, what are you going to do about it? And not, holy shit, a talking duck. That is pretty much everyone's response in this movie. Except is, for Tim Robbins, yeah.
0: Yeah, Tim Robbins freaks out. Everyone else is like, hey, no pets. And then a duck that is the size of a small human goes, Hey, man, I'll be wherever
1: I want. And they go, Huh, that's weird. Yeah. Whoa, a talking... Well, usually their response is, Ah, up yours. Because everyone's a douche. Yeah. Everyone in Cleveland is a dick all the time, forever. And then also in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know anything about Cleveland. Oh, why would you? It's in Ohio. Yeah. I know a couple people from Columbus, and they're dicks. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) my theory pans out. (laughs) Anyway, uh... He fights them. By the way, if you're wondering what Quack-Foo is, uh, go ahead and figure out that it is mostly running between people's legs and picking up things like props from nearby and swatting at them with it.
0: Oh, yeah. So it's basically what uh, that guy in the Warcraft movie knew.
1: Yes, yeah. Go between the legs and then swat people with things. Yep. So he's just running around picking up the lids of stuff and sticks and so on and hitting the two guys with the sticks and things. And they, they try to grab him and he runs between their legs. It's uh it's very clearly little people fighting. Yep. I, I guess... Quackfu was specifically trained to fight like other ducks, but those ducks were on stilts. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and didn't try that hard to get you. <laughs> that's
0: that's the best martial art. It's against people that don't actually want to hurt you. Yeah,
1: and are just sort of bemused that you're trying to fight them.
0: They just half-heartedly
1: reach towards you and you're like, ha ha. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll just run around you a little bit. They're like, well, where'd he go? I'm only fighting the one duck, but man, he's just so squirrely. Man, I'm not going to turn around, though. That'd be weird. That's stupid. Boys George don't turn around.
0: (laughs) Unless you want to see their heart breaking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All boys George want is another baby.
0: Yeah, well, boys George will never turn around because the commissar isn't down. God damn it.
1: (laughs) Uh, Sigh. Okay, so he beats up the two thugs, and then he has a surprisingly adult conversation with Leah Thompson, uh, whose name is what, Debbie or something like that. In this, uh, I, De- I can't remember jo- anything. Jo- Jody, Daisy, Jo, Joni, Joni, uh Ch- Chachi, it's Ch- yeah, Chachi, Chachi. Her name's Chachi in the movie. <laughs> Actually, I think she might be the regular love interest of Howard the Duck from the comics. Because I think he has one. He has a human love interest in the comics. I know that. And I just don't know what her name is. So let's assume Leah Thompson is that. Let's just, let's say Debbie. Debbie, that sounds fine. Debbie sounds I, fine. I, I mean, I was pretty good with Chachi, but all right, if you want to go with Debbie. <laughs> My second suggestion was going to be David Spader.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> all right. My <laughs> second suggestion was going to be Skougas. S-
1: Dr. Scoogus Chang. The most common name in the world. Look, if you meet someone and you don't know their name, Chances are it's scoogus.
0: Chances are.
1: (laughs) What, right? Right? Come on. (laughs) It's just obvious. (laughs) All right. This is wildly off topic. They have a brief conversation where she's like, what the hell are you? And he's like, I'm I'm a duck. Where am I? And she's like, you're in Cleveland. And he's like, Cleveland, Cleveland, which is why would he do that? She said, Cleveland. He clearly speaks English. He's from duck Manhattan. He's not like, what is this Cleveland of which you speak? Outlander (laughs) surface dweller. (laughs) 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 Human, <laughs> <Who>, <laughs> yeah, he he suddenly becomes Ferengi. Yeah, it's but he does around the word Cleveland. It's up until this point, he has clearly spoken the same language as as these humans, and yet they're one of them's like, "Yeah, you're in the city of Cleveland." He's like, "Cleveland, this is against duck law.
0: <laughs> duck <laughs> shall not kill
1: duck." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the hell? A- anyway, so she's like, uh, "What are you? Some kind of pet or something?" He's like, "No, I'm a fucking guy. What? Are you, what? What is this?" And she's like, "Do you have any place to go?" And he, and he says, "If I had any place to go, do you think I'd be standing here talking to you in a stupid? Do you think building? I'd be in Cleveland?" Yeah, and it's like, "Great, you you actually have established this character as as moderately adult and fairly sensible." So anyway, she invites him to come crash at her place for the night. Also,
0: the if you think I if I had somewhere to go, do you think I'd be in Cleveland? Great joke, probably the best line in the movie. Yeah, I would say <laughs> number one. All right, good. Within the first ten minutes, you gave me a joke that I chuckled at. That is all I care, Howard the Duck.
1: That's cool, though. Uh, by, by the way, we're still in the first ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, we are. we're, we're going to skip a lot of this near the end here. <laughs>
0: well, honestly, the first half of the movie is him just fucking around with uh, Leia Thompson.
1: And Tim Robbins. And Tim
0: Robbins. And mostly, nothing happens. Yeah.
1: But there is something else that happens that I really want to talk about, which is when they get back to the apartment. And there's a whole sequence of him kind of explaining who he is. And there's they have like an 80s romantic comedy discussion in there where, where she's like... Or, or literally, where Howard's walking around going like, yeah, I I went to med school, and you know, I just didn't think it was right for me, I didn't feel like I could be a man there, so I went to learn from the streets, you know, yeah, I just really needed to find myself, I'm like, the fuck is, the- you're a cartoon duck, your only character trait is being a douche, what the hell is going on? He's like, oh, well, you know, I uh, I started a band, and
0: I don't know that I was really fulfilled, and... By I'm the like, way, what
1: the hell? Howard and the Heartbreakers, by the way, I- indicating that he is the the Duck Universe's Tom Petty, obviously. Yeah, if it, so, that's that's neat to know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just couldn't find myself in a band, and you know, my friends kept telling me to grow up so much that I think I missed it when I finally did. You're like, this shit, what, dude? Tell a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and then it turns out that he has become. He was like, so I finally picked up a real job, even though I have no training. I'm the the copywriter for an advertising agency, and I was like, "The fuck you are! Yeah. That's a job you probably have to go to college for." Oh man, the I have
0: tried to get into copywriting before, and that shit is a pain in the ass to get into. Yeah,
1: but in movies, of course, it's one of the two jobs you can have. You know, you that an architect. Yeah, you could be that or an architect, or if you're a woman, you can write a fashion magazine. Yep. So, but so sure enough, he he writes perfume commercials, which is where his money. Uh, I guess that's what Howard was doing back on Duck Planet. Yep, that was. That was what he was doing before he he came here. He was doing madman shit. (laughs) Whatever. And then, uh, anyway, the whole conversation, uh, he is slowly moving towards a spot that I guess he has just arbitrarily decided will be his bed. And then he falls asleep, and uh, Leah Thompson pulls his wallet out to go digging around in it, and she finds the other big thing that everyone remembers from this movie, a, a little tiny condom. And... John, you want to tell him what's wrong with the little tiny duck condom he's carrying around in his wallet? Well, she doesn't just pull
0: out a condom. She pulls out an open condom like it is just the actual latex condom not in a wrapper. No, there's no wrapper here. He just
1: has an open, probably not used condom. Well, it's still rolled up. It would be really hard. I, I, I've never tried to roll one back up. I don't oh, know about come you. come on.
0: you got to try at
1: least <laughs> once in your
0: life. Every guy's been sitting around bored, and he's like, yeah, let me try and roll up this condom. See, what, but you've never
1: done that? <laughs> First of all, I would need to have an empty but used condom. <laughs> That's uh, oh God, that sounds horrifying. I don't really want to talk about full condoms. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's an unwrapped condom that he's that, that he's hiding in his wallet for some reason. And I guess the joke is, oh, he's only like three and a half feet tall, so he's got a tiny little duck dick. So the condom's like a little rubber finger guard thing. It's teensy. But her response to finding this but completely useless condom because, again, it is open and in a leather wallet. Oh, yeah. That thing is just going to be, like, full of lint and <laughs> probably mostly disintegrated. So gross. Yeah, it's going to have dried out immediately. What she should have found is a bunch of little cracked condom shards. But it, it, but when she finds this little tiny condom, she goes, oh, Howard. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's my response to finding some idiot with an open condom in his
1: wallet is, oh, you. Oh, guy I met 15 minutes ago. This is so you. This is exactly what I would expect from Howard. <laughs> that's so Howard. Yeah, I great. <laughs> what? And then the next thing she does is while he's sleeping, she curls up next to him on the little nook thing that he's sleeping he's like on. It's like on a windowsill. Yeah, he's on a windowsill. And she goes, oh, my Howie, what am I going to do with you? What? That Those, is like the look, last conversation in the movie, not the first.
0: Yeah, like that's how you end something when you're just like, "Oh, we've been through a lot together, and oh, you sure have changed, but you're still the same person." Oh, what am I gonna do with you? Cut to credits. But no, this is like the first 15 minutes.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, let's let's go through. The so rest he of-
0: goes. He gets taken eventually to see Tim Robbins, who works at a museum, because I guess. She wants to find out what's going on with him or, like, why he's here, though I don't know why you'd take it to someone, even if he was, which he's not actually a real scientist, we find out. He's just an assistant. Yeah, he's a lab tech. Even if he was an actual scientist that worked at a natural history museum, why would you take an alien there?
1: Well, because there's actually a reason for this. The, The lab tech dude is one of her bandmate's boyfriends, yeah, and he's the only sciencey person she can think of because she's an idiot. <sighs> it's weird how much she fluctuates between being like
0: competent and being a complete idiot. Yeah, depending on what the movie needs her to be.
1: Well, yeah, no one would take anyone to see Tim Robbins in this movie because he's no playing... one would
0: ever take anyone to see Tim Robbins.
1: Well, uh, yeah, well, I can't even think of another Tim Robbins movie. I mean, I, I there, he was in Howard the Duck, wasn't he in that that, that remake of War of the Worlds? I don't know. That, that that Steven Spielberg, War of the Worlds, I think he was in that. I think those are the only two Tim Robbins movies, right?
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you did it. Yeah, that's, that's the only Tim the Robbins only two. movies. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I, for a long time I thought he starred in the Shawshank Redemption, but it turns out that was actually David Spader. <laughs> turns out. <laughs> He's in so many things. <laughs> uh. He was in my favorite movie, Secretary Boy.
0: <laughs> oh, Secretary Boy. <laughs> Joe's secretary. I
1: just... That's my new thing, is I'm just going to combine David Spader and David Spader. David Spader, god damn it! I can't say James Spader.
0: You can't. I can't. The I can't. name James is apparently just completely lost your vocabulary. It's my middle name. <laughs> what,
1: what happened? Uh, <laughs> uh, you deny who you are. <laughs> yeah, anyway, moving along. D- Tim Robbins is playing an absolute manic weirdo in this movie.
0: Yeah, well, he's super excited because he's like, oh my god, I'm going to be the person that finds an alien, and this is going to make me super famous.
1: Yeah, and he does the whole, do you have superpowers routine, you know, by, like, guessing individual superpowers and trying to get Howard to do them.
0: Which at least was kind of funny as a nod to the fact that he's from Marvel, of being like, Oh, do you have heat vision, or can you read my mind, or anything like that? He's like, oh he, okay. yeah. He
1: lists through a couple of X Men powers. It's sort of amusing. Hey, can you uh, can you cut through this board with your eye beams? Can you read my mind? Tell me what the future is. And, and it, it sets up another like almost kind of like the comics Howard the Duck reaction, which is him going, "Yes, I can read your mind." Hang on, let me see if I got this right. No one has figured out yet that I'm a failure, but I'm terrified they will. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, okay. That's pretty good. That's, yeah, it's not a terrible line. No, the uh, the writing in this isn't awful. No, I'll, there's a ca- I'll say that. There's a couple. There's a couple of shining moments. There's way too much sticky bullshit that would belong more in like a uh, like a Pee Wee Herman movie. Yeah. Uh, but but the, but the occasional moments of Howard being an acerbic dick are actually very well written. I, this is better than I expected. I'm gonna go ahead and say that now, right halfway through the movie.
0: Oh yeah, no, I expected this to be painful to watch yeah and it was yeah
1: yeah at best it was a meh but you know what so was thor (laughs) 2 that is true so i mean this is right right in competing for not being the worst marvel movie it really is i'd say uh, let's see of the actual mcu movies i would say this is probably better than both thor and iron man 2 (laughs) the only thing that could make this movie better if sam rockwell was in this one dancing that would have been fine,
0: that would have been a okay yeah
1: anyway let's uh let's push forward he He messes with Howard a bit, then they find out he's a janitor. Howard gets mad and leaves Leia Thompson because he's so grumpy about how uh again in a really good line he, she's like, "Why are you so angry?" and he's like, "Well, you took me to get an i q test from a janitor
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah the <laughs> it's it's the comedy in this works way better when the world is being stupid. And Howard is just responding to it in a reasonable fashion.
1: Yes, because most of the comedy in this movie is stupid shit happening around the world and and he doesn't say anything to it.
0: Yeah, it's just like, oh, some dumb thing is happening. That's the comedy.
1: Yeah, and he's kind of like, ah! He's just getting pulled along by it because he's small. Or he doesn't say anything. Like when they go to a Cajun sushi restaurant later in the movie and he has no reaction to how that's a stupid idea or anything.
0: And it's a it's cajun sushi but everyone in there is dressed like a cowboy
1: yeah it's cajun sushi everyone's a cowboy and it the many the menu is clearly just denny's (laughs) like when they order the special the special isn't cajun sushi it's just pancakes and eggs
0: yeah great (laughs) the uh so yeah this happens and uh he leaves and then he ends up coming back because she's the only person he actually knows
1: So, I mean, like, this is almost the first half of the movie right here. And he doesn't just come back. He shows up in her bar while she's playing, determines that her manager is a scumbag who is is, uh, using the girls in the band, and through, again, a round of run around between people's legs and hit them with things from the bar, he beats them up and takes over the band ownership.
0: Yeah, and he's like, you need to give me the money that you owe them and then promise you'll, like, stop being their manager. Mm -hmm.
1: And he does. Yeah, it's a movie. Yep. And uh, and there's some other thug there who's been a thug in other things.
0: Oh my God, he has been in so many dumb things and I can never remember what he's been in.
1: And it's awful. It's everything he's been in has been like the worst possible movies. It's like he's just had a, a litany of terrible life choices. Every time he's like, oh, it's my big break. I'm going to be in something. And he's in like cool world.
0: Oh, no, oh no, that was it. He was
1: one of the two main Goombas in uh, Mario Brothers. Ah, Perfect. See exactly where I was going. Yeah. Just just this guy's been in two major movies, and they were Howard the Duck and Mario Brothers. Oh, man, you poor bastard. Imagine seeing that resume cross your desk when you're working in Hollywood. Oh, man, you've been in some big numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do I have a role for you, goon number two? Look at this. You've worked with Tim Robbins. You've worked with Bob Hoskins. Do I see Dennis Hopper on this list? I do. Big stars. (laughs) Big stars. All of them. Oh, wait a minute. What movies were they in? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. Um, So he takes over the girls' management, gives them their money, and they're all really happy to see him, and he kind of just comes back in, tail between his legs, to apologize for leaving Leia Thompson.
0: Yeah. And uh, eventually, our Tim Robbins... Goofy idiot finds actual scientists.
1: Yes, and steals one of Howard's tail feathers so he can compare it to a tail feather that was found by the villain of the movie played by real life villain Jeffrey Jones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, real life villain Jeffrey Jones who uh in this movie is only a villain cuz he ends up getting possessed. But when he f- starts out he just wants to help Howard.
1: Yeah, he wants to help send Howard home because it's his fault Howard is, is on Earth. Yeah, he had some spectroscope that... Super laser, whatever.
0: That he was like, oh, we were going to look at something in space, and it act- accidentally zapped you here. Which, at that point, you go, oh, wow, I've uh, I've discovered faster-than-light travel through space? Huh. <laughs> All right, I should probably do something with that. Well, well, the
1: first thing you should do with it is send a duck home. Probably. <laughs> Not tell anyone though. No, definitely don't tell anyone. You've discovered something amazing. Just send a duck home. Yeah, that's what you need to do. So, God, they get back to uh, they get back to this lab. That the, these three scientists show up, and the other one's someone too. He's been in a, about a million movies. Uh, it's it's David Paymer. Uh, oh yeah, he's at the lab. Yeah, David Paymer is one of the three scientists that matter in this movie, and and he he is in this movie for like ten seconds. Oh yeah. And he has like two lines and then he's gone yeah so that was just kind of neat to spot him in the crowd
0: yeah there's a uh, hardly a lot of people you will recognize in this movie
1: yeah uh, anyway uh, Jeffrey Jones explains how the machine will work to send Howard home but while he's explaining it there's some kind of trouble at the lab and when you know it an evil monster from super evil dar- dark Lords of the universe dimension yeah. was dark Lords the of the dark ne- overlords the dark overlords of the universe one of them which is not really portrayed at this point in the film manages to get inside Jeffrey Jones and now he is possessed by an evil force.
0: Yeah, so he starts uh having kind of an alien moment where he's like oh something's something's in me. Oh, oh
1: god. Oh and, and then he's driving them somewhere. He's driving the two, the, yeah, the they're uh
0: Howard running away from the police.
1: That's right. Howard and Howard and and uh, Leah are running away from the police with Jim or Jeffrey Jones's help. Yeah, Um, with Jim Jones' help. (laughs) With the help of Jim Spader. (laughs) Oh, hey, you actually got it. Hey, I don't think he goes by Jim, though. I'm pretty sure
0: if I just walked up to him and I was like, hey, Jim.
1: He'd he'd be like, yeah, what's up? I feel like he'd be super confused if you did that. He'd be like, oh, no one calls me Jim. Hey, Jimbo? Please. Jimbo Spader? (laughs) Jimbo Spader. (laughs) Mav, it's your cousin, Jimbo. (laughs) Jimbo Spader. (laughs) You know that duck sound you've been looking for? Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, he goes through some of that, like, alien goofy. He's like, oh, my stomach, I feel so hot. And then all of a sudden, he switches into a high-pitched register and goes like, ah, the scientist you knew is dead. I am an evil villain who lives inside of him. Which, uh, again, yeah, I actually kind of like this about the movie, that the moment he becomes the evil dark lord of the of the universe, or, or dark overlord of the multiverse, he just announces it, and he's, he's still fairly pleasant and charitable. Yeah, he's, like, still kind of their friend and helping him out, but
0: he's like, I am here to destroy all things. They're like, yeah, that's nice. And he's like explaining his plan just cheerfully over dinner. They're They're like eating (laughs) steak and eggs. And he's like, yes,
1: I will destroy all in your planet and bring the dark overlords down. And they're like, "Uh uh-huh. That's nice. Yeah. We got a man. You really got hit on the head. Didn't you? I mean, it's just another moment of Leah Thompson being a dumbass in this movie and and Howard just being swept along by the story, but it, Ultimately Jeffrey Jones's performance in this is amusing just because he's so straightforward. He like he he pulls out the MacGuffin of the movie, which is some key he can use to turn the telescope on and off, and he's just like, with this power key, I will use th- I will turn on the telescope and call down the other dark overlords of the universe, and then we will take over your dimension and kill you all. I will have a beer. It's 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 very amusing for a couple of minutes.
0: Yeah. And he gets some superpowers, so it includes like heat vision telekinesis, and telekinesis yeah. and lightning zapping.
1: Yeah, he's just got generic whatever you need powers going on. Yeah. And then they go to that su- the, that aforementioned Cajun sushi restaurant where Howard freaks out because someone serves him eggs. Yeah, which okay, but they're chicken eggs. So did like does that planet have no birds that they eat? No, they don't they definitely don't eat any kind of birds, but in the same way that we on on our planet don't eat any primates. Really? Even though they're super delicious, no, they we, are so good. Weed monkey all the goddamn time. Monkey is delicious, so oh, that's. Come that's, on,
0: man! You ever yeah. have some of that that thin sliced deli chimp? I just. Ooh.
1: <laughs> you got me. You got me there. I thin,
0: got you on the thin sliced thin, deli chimp.
1: Yeah, thin sliced deli chimp sounds like a great idea <laughs> for something, uh, but. I, I kind of wanted him to send the eggs back and be like, no, no, I'm a ve- I don't need eggs. Get, get back there and bring me some ape fetuses. <laughs> That's what we eat on my planet, ape fetuses. Obviously. I, I like them when they're still in that weird amniotic sac thing. Can you get that done for me? <laughs> I love me? when they
0: still got the gills.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like when I can't tell them apart from elephant fetuses. <laughs> Let's get this done. Uh. But no, he just freaks out, and then that calls a couple of truckers over who, and, and once again, it's the whole universe, instead of going, holy fuck, a talking duck, just kind of goes, hey, let's mess with this here, city cracker, or whatever the fuck is happening. They decide to eat him? Yeah. The, the, the restaurant...
0: entire restaurant turns on him at this point. Yeah. Like, the wait staff, the patrons, everyone is like, yeah, let's murder this giant talking duck
1: and probably eat him. Yeah. Like, what the hell is happening right now? Is this some of the hills have eyes shit? They got, like... Uh, You know, I know it's bad in Cleveland. I assume it's even worse one mile out of Cleveland (laughs) is what's happening here. They leave
0: the safe, like, glow of Cleveland. You have to get
1: outside where you're no longer under the protection of the boys, George. No, at least the boys, George, are keeping out the civilization cannibal mutants. (laughs) Yeah. Living in what uh, clearly is not actually a Cajun sushi restaurant, but it's just a trap to, to haul in tourists and eat them obviously so yeah everyone's trying to eat howard and uh leah thompson or what we call her debbie debbie managed to conv- manages to convince the dark overlord of the universe jeffrey jones to save howard
0: yeah they're like come on you gotta you gotta save him for some reason and he's, he's like friend he's
1: like uh, all right fine and again he's like okay whatever all right and he just like
0: blows up the kitchen and he's like get out of here mortals
1: yeah uh, again it's it, this is amusing to me that this dark overlord of the universe character is not all that bad <laughs>
0: Yeah. And that is sort of a like a Howard the Duck thing where his villains are never like blah ha ha nefariously evil as much Richards. as they are just like, Oh, you're you're kind of amusingly evil.
1: Yeah. So this this Dark Overlord character, not that bad of a character overall. I mean, granted, you you gotta deal with some of that that shiver factor knowing he's played by known child pornography owner Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. But, you know, we didn't know that. This was a simpler time.
0: It was it was a time before our minds were expanded, before we ate of the fruit of knowledge.
1: Yeah, I mean, and he got a lot more Jeffrey Jones after this, before the turn really started happening. I mean, he was all the way up there into the late period Tim Burton movies. Yeah. Remember that? He was in, like, uh, The Headless Horseman. Was he? Was he in The Sleepy Hollow? Yeah, he was in Sleepy Hollow. He was, like, one of the townsfolk. Huh. Like the mayor or something. Damn, I cannot
0: remember. I know I watched that entire movie, and I can remember basically none of it
1: remember that christopher walken is in that movie as a headless guy oh
0: shit until you mentioned it no <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no that's that movie's got a star-studded cast going on because it's late period tim burton everyone wanted to work with him and that was right before they all realized oh oh, he's oh ju- you're just
0: doing the same thing over and over again <laughs> you're just
1: you're you're just whacking off quietly to johnny depp aren't you yes. that's that's what your life has become <laughs> yes it is <laughs> that's just a pool full of johnny depp inspired back there isn't it <laughs> that's what that is oh and and helena bottom carter is gonna leave you eventually as a result of it isn't she huh. go whisper into someone else's neck <laughs> <laughs> anyway let's keep pushing forward we got to finish this okay so uh they end up uh our evil
0: overlord takes debbie and the key card and heads towards the
1: uh lab to start up the laser and And takes debbie because he needs an extra body for more dark overlords of the universe to inhabit
0: because apparently when they come down they can't live in our universe they need to be birthed through a human so that they can survive in our world
1: yeah they have to like incubate in a human for a while and, and she's just conveniently present yeah so he's like great you're a human i'll take you now at that point police show up and in the back of one of the police cars is tim robbins Again. Because they had arrested him at the lab earlier. Yeah, and it leads to another funny Howard the Duck acerbic wet sequence where where Tim Robbins is desperately trying to escape the police car until Howard just opens the door to it. Yeah. Uh, and then they go to the next parking lot over from the Cajun Sushi Cannibal Restaurant where someone is storing an ultralight airplane that is perfectly functional. Yeah, perfectly. Yeah, that's that's what you find. It's, it's like Grand Theft Auto outside of Cleveland. Oh, yeah, it's, you it's, just it, go up to anything you want and you're like... Oh, this will work and just start using it. Actually, the whole movie is very Grand Theft Auto. It's like insane, weird gangs with no known. Like, they're just hanging out on street corners doing nonsense all the way throughout the major city. And then when you leave the city, it's nothing but like airplanes and roving cannibal gangs. <laughs> it's. And you can just drive however you want and run into stuff. And all it does is increase your star rating. Yep. That's what this. It's Grand Theft Auto, Howard the Duck, Cleveland edition. And then we just
0: get a very extended uh, sequence of. Oh, yeah. Of them flying to the uh, the lab, and it's just a lot of jokes of Tim Robbins falling off of the plane and hanging onto the bottom and like getting dunked in water and almost getting hit by a truck, and it just goes on
1: yeah. and on. Yeah, this is the big like money making action set piece of this movie is an ultralight car escape, like they're escaping on an ultralight paraglider type thing. One of those little fans with a with a hang glider on top of it, and uh, and boy, do they ever manage to stretch this thing? It's like ten minutes of 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 a shtick with this.
0: Yeah, you occasionally cut back to our evil overlord and Debbie, mm-hmm. but even then, it's just like, yep, I'm still evil, and I blew up some cars anyway. Back to that like light plane
1: just flying around. Yeah, and even he's still being jokey and friendly. Like they get stuck in some traffic stop. And he blows up all the cars in front of him, and then he goes, hey, 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 "Traffic stop" or something like that. He's some little joke about what he just did. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, this is this is great." He's he's actually kind of amusing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just having a good time. Just, he's got a good attitude. He's got a good attitude about his plan to devour the world, yeah. which is why I believe that he's actually Shumagorath up in there. Man, I would have loved that. Uh, we do eventually at the very end see his
0: true form. Oh
1: yeah, and his true form is that alien from the very first five minutes of Men in Black, only huge. Yeah. yeah. And so it's it's one of the better actual effects in this oh, it's is all, that. Cl- yeah, and it's all claymation. Again, it reminded me of Pee Wee Herman right away because it's got that kind of
0: uh, You got all large Marge on you? Yeah, you
1: got a large you got, it's like an evil alien large Marge. <laughs> he was one of the large Margites. Yeah. The large Margians. <laughs> yeah, the Large Margians are going to invade Earth and kill everyone. Uh yeah, it's a big claymation effect that that and he if turns they had, out to be. If they
0: had instead made him a big tentacle guy and just turned him into Shuma
1: Gorath, that would have been amazing. Oh, my God. If, if,
0: if this movie was Howard the Duck versus Shuma Gorath,
1: insane. Right. It well, it's almost is. I mean, these things are like super crazy telekinetic hell beasts from another dimension, and there's a lot of them, which means they could be something like the mini-angled ones or any one of those weird vi- Marvel villains that Dr. Strange Any of Dr.
0: Strange stuff. Yeah.
1: That would have been amazing just because they had the license and the rights to do that. That would have been so funny.
0: Oh, so, man. I wonder if uh, in the Doctor Strange movie we'll get some reference to that so we can tie it in, tie that shit in. Yeah, he'll be
1: like, which one of the uh, villains... He'll be talking to Wong, who's like wise beyond his years, and Wong will be like, which villain is attacking us? Is it the many angled ones? Is it Shuma Gorath? Is it the dark overlords of the universe? That's that's the only reference you'd need.
0: Oh, no, it'll be (laughs) the post-credits when they go like, ah, we face the dark overlords. We should consult with an expert. And then
1: it just like cuts to howard the duck oh yeah doing voiced by seth green still because that's that's how he is in the actual mcu yep oh (laughs) man oh yeah i remember fighting those things he'd say he says to me he says yeah sounding for all the world like dr girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) oh that's all i want come on marvel make it happen let's get this done put another howard the duck cameo in the doctor strange movie i know it comes out in like four months but you can get this done come on (laughs) come on I mean, it didn't look like you spent four months animating him that first time. Let me let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, they have so a- yeah, there's there's the big fight when they do finally all get there.
0: Yeah, and-, and they find an experimental laser, which is so infuriating because they mount it on like a little go kart. Yeah, and he
1: apparently is incapable of firing it unless he gets right up the ass of whatever he wants to shoot at oh yeah the sequence it takes for him to shoot this laser cannon and for they find a a handheld laser cannon like the bfg from from doom and their first thought is let's put it on a power go-kart thing and then their second thought is howard the duck going hey what's this button do and pressing a random button on the go-kart so that it speeds off into some barrels yep howard what you've you haven't done anything stupid this whole movie why are you all of a sudden roger rabbit for one second Yeah, this movie is, I mean, the same
0: thing with, like, Debbie and everything else. Just randomly taking a character and go, oh, right now you need to be real dumb in order for us to get our joke.
1: Yeah, the go-karts are already going. You don't need to know what the big red button does, or at least not enough to not just ask.
0: What you need to do, however, is just shoot that laser.
1: That's all you need to do. All you gotta do is shoot the laser, but he spends a lot of time driving around and fiddling with it. And and they put it on this tank thing so that Howard can look uh, daring while he's running around. Because otherwise you have to see him running around and he just doesn't look good. It looks no. stupid moving. So instead he they, they have him, you know, mounted on a tank, so you don't have to see the the actor walking around in this costume that much.
0: Yeah, plus the actual laser thing itself is probably about the same size as he is.
1: Yeah. Well, they have a fight where the he blows the uh, the, the the dude who's got the Dark Lord in him up and then when he wakes up it's just Jeffrey Jones again going, like, Howard, I think you knocked that thing out of me and I think it's still in here. And then the actual form of it comes out of the ground yeah. and is like, ah, I'm a b- big guy. I'm a big gross demon, and I can shoot tentacles, be- spikes, and laser f- feet, and so on, and whatever. And, <laughs> and, and they have a fight where they shoot the la- one laser at another laser, and it turns out one laser's better.
0: Yep, it certainly is. They have a uh, Deathly Hollows match where they just have two lasers hit each other.
1: Yeah, who's got a stronger laser? Oh, it looks like the bad guy. Wait, no, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Dramatic tension is being built. (laughs) And And,
0: uh, uh, that blows him up, and then he has to make the decision of, does he blow up the laser, which is his only chance of getting home, but it is also currently bringing down Dark
1: Overlords. So he... So he will definitely die if he doesn't do this, but it's still presented as a decision.
0: Yeah, so he blows it up. However, I want to say this. We've already established that these Dark Overlords can't survive in our world without
1: a host well there's three hosts right there there's a bunch of humans all they'd have to do is leave granted yeah that's
0: what, that what i'm still... saying is if everyone just got out of the building then these dark overlords would come down presumably i don't know melt in our atmosphere or something. whatever it
1: is they do yeah
0: and then they just
1: walk back in and go all right now let's use this laser well, this place is covered in dark overlord goo
0: ew <laughs> somebody <laughs> clean this up so
1: i can go home yeah honestly though he he shoots his laser thing at the uh, at the telescope and blows it up. He isn't sacrificing his way home because everyone involved in the creation of the telescope is fine. Yeah. Like
0: literally everyone who helped in making this is alive and fine.
1: Yeah. And so apparently they built it on accident or something like they, they and bus- uh, Again, at that point, you've
0: built a <laughs> like a laser spectroscope that you can go up to anyone and say,
1: "Hey, I just built a way to do faster than light travel through space." So, uh... Grant, please. Dollars? Do you have any proof? Yes, I accidentally brought over this alien duck. Yeah, here's an alien, Now I and here's
0: the corpse of a dark overlord. Yeah,
1: now I know your immediate urge is to yell at the duck and try to punch it, because, I don't know, you're in Cleveland, but but try and subdue that urge long enough to fund me to build this telescope so I can get you more punch ducks. (laughs) Woo. (laughs) By the way, we skipped over a very important sequence in the movie, which is the love scene.
0: Oh, yeah. Which we,
1: we might as well cover that in our last couple of minutes here because it's important to talk about. There's a sequence where uh, Howard the Duck and Leah Thompson are in bed together, and Howard won't stop hitting on Leah, and she eventually goes, Oh, yeah? Well, then fine. We're going to totally do it. it. Too much he immediately backs off from. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, "Well, it was just a joke. Whoa, whoa, I don't think I'm ready for this kind of a commitment. Whoa. <laughs> and that's also the scene with uh, the famous shot of Leah Thompson climbing up onto a bed.
0: Yeah, which that's the butt shot.
1: I missed it this time, because that was my one moment of going, I wonder what's on my phone. Oh, it's not Leah Thompson's butt. No, well, it could be. That's not like that's not the only screenshot from this movie you can yeah. find on the internet. All right, well, there you go. So we missed that, and there it is. That's the, that's the famous gross duck love scene in the movie. Yep. You see them kiss, but it's in shadow. And then... Uh... Oh and then it cuts to the fucking credit sequence.
0: And it's the Howard the Duck theme song with Howard the Duck coming out
1: on stage and playing in a guitar and Oh yeah, and doing the like like AC/DC one foot skip while playing the guitar move. Oh yeah, it is it is very much I am just imagining like marvin berry well again it's the movie's got the stink of the 80s all over it where the main character is so winning at the end that he gets to play the rock guitar at the lead big show and he gets his own song about him yeah a song about howard the duck which by the way no other marvel character has ended a movie by playing a song about themselves
0: you'd think at some point that would happen in an iron man movie
1: yeah did you just see that like you even have iron man the song yeah he could come out and sing that that'd be hilarious yeah, the Hulk come out and go, incredible Hulk, doing whatever he fucking wants to. You know, that would have been fine. Also, <laughs> let me say, the Howard the Duck theme song
0: really reminds me of a different song.
1: Yeah, what song is that?
0: I can't remember the name of it, but mm-hmm. it's the, like, I hear it goes, Howard the Duck, shake your body now to the ground, dance and shout.
1: I don't know that song, but I, I believe you. Oh, you don't know Dance and Shout? No, I know Twist and Shout, and then also the famous sequel to Twist and Shout, Pony Time. Oh, Pony Time. What the fuck is Pony Time? Dude, what the fuck is Pony Time? <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that's actually the sequel to Twist and not Twist and Shout. Yes. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly uh, so- our
0: our listeners demand a higher degree <laughs> of sensibility out of you.
1: Well, send it take it up with my leader and the guy who's in charge of these podcasts, our producer never before mentioned on the show, but if you have any questions, you can email them to him. His name is David Spader.
0: <laughs> God damn you. I knew what you were going to say.
1: <laughs> uh. Uh, so yeah, he, we get to watch him play a, a rad guitar song about himself, which by the way, his guitar is terrible. Yeah. It's like they had the whole Howard the Duck song written already and you can tell because the song the Howard the Duck song is literally written by George Clinton, oh. and the the regular guitar on it is done by Joe Walsh. Wow. Yeah, but then they added the Howard the Duck guitar bit over it for the movie, which is just Howard the Duck kind of flailing at the guitar, so it kind of goes, bing, bur, like, at random points that don't really add much to the song, but he sure is dancing around on stage. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Anyway, then you get credits, and sadly, no after-credits sequence where the collector shows up to get Howard.
0: But it is in my mind.
1: It is in, in my mind. Benicio del Toro filmed that scene.
0: Yes. So, uh, so there you go. There's Howard the Duck. Let's let's go ahead. Give our uh, our best and worst on this highlight of the movie for you, Jeff.
1: Uh, I'm pretty much gonna go with the uh, the dark overlord of the universe. Okay. Being kind of friendly, I, I feel like that was hilarious uh-huh. when he was just explaining his plan, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna you're gonna melt the planet, need everyone's brains. That's fine." I like that. I thought that was a a rare, clever subversion and not something I would expect in a George Lucas film. Normally, I feel like him making a twist of that nature is impossible. Yeah. He doesn't make good, bad guys.
0: No, his bad guys are bad guys until they become good guys. At the last second, like Vader. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. So uh, my favorite thing then, I'm going to go ahead and say, just making fun of Cleveland,
1: Anything that makes fun of Cleveland, I'm fine with. I feel like the movie doesn't make fun of Cleveland, except for that one line. Yeah, well, that line is gold. Just digging into the boys, George. (laughs) (laughs) No,
0: just by the fact that that's what he was like. Yeah, this is what Cleveland is. Yeah, it's just idiots and stupid gangs and the worst things possible. You're like, all right.
1: That's fine. Yeah, it's just if you gave a bunch of pies to Central Casting. By the <laughs> way, this movie has a sequence where Howard the Duck hits a bunch of of, of uh, truckers with pies.
0: Oh, of course it does. Yeah, if
1: you were wondering if there was a pie fight sequence in this movie, if don't. If you
0: were ever wondering if this movie went full stooges,
1: it yeah, did. It sure did. So there you go. Your favorite's going to be Making Fun of Cleveland? Yeah. All right, great. So
0: worst thing in the movie, what what was the low point?
1: Jeez, uh, I'm going to say the duck condom. Okay. <laughs> I mean, at least put it in a little wrapper. I mean, y- you can Come still on. you can still make the joke. Howard's not dumb enough to carry around a literally unwrapped open condom Ugh. that does nothing. But anyway, so that's my least favorite thing. The duck condom. What's your least favorite thing?
0: Uh honestly my least favorite thing is
1: probably gonna be Tim Robbins. His I... character adds nothing to this movie. Like actually nothing. No, oh, no, it's true. He's he's like a friend of Howard's who only ends up getting rescued by people over and over again. And uh, he is loud and mugging and irritating all the way throughout. It is not a very Tim Robbins-y character.
0: No, the character itself is not funny, doesn't progress the plot in any meaningful way. The only time it does is when he brings someone who actually progresses the plot. Yes. And that could have been done very easily without him. It's just a superfluous character that you do not care about and adds nothing. So I'm going to go ahead and say, Tim Robbins, you are the worst part of Howard the Duck. I want that to uh, just haunt you till the day you die.
1: Well, he can't be that bad. I mean, he's only in two movies, as far as <laughs> I know.
0: Yeah, as far as we know. Yeah,
1: Whatever, right? I mean, how many movies has he really been in? Two? What? I think it's two.
0: Probably two.
1: All right, well, I guess you want to do the scale, then.
0: All right, so we're going to give you our rating on this movie. We each give it one to five, and that gives us our final total out of ten. Jeff, one to
1: five. Howard, the duck. Shake your body onto the ground now, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Two and a half. It wasn't as boring as I was expecting it to be. Like, I was watching this from start to finish, kind of going, hey, let's see what happens to Howard next, and so on. But it still isn't very good. No. Yeah, so two and a half. You? Solid. I'm going to give it a two and a half as well. It is a movie that is
0: watchable without being particularly good. So, yeah. you know, three is where you hit the point where you're like, oh, that was a good movie. And I think two and a half is,
1: Well, I could watch this. I yeah. wouldn't say it was good, but it, I can watch this. I can think of three worse George Lucas movies without trying, and I can think of one worse... Uh, Tim Robbins movie. Tim Robbins movie, <laughs> which is the War of the Worlds remake, because it's the only other movie he's in. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I can also think of one worse MCU movie, because I really didn't care for Thor too. Aw,
0: oh, Thor the
1: D. Thor the D. <laughs> <laughs> But that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's it's a it's a solid like C C minus D plus of a movie.
0: Yay! So there you go. Howard five out of ten. Just very middle line mediocre. Yeah. Still still better than I thought it would be, though. Yeah. Mediocre is way above the level that I thought this would be. Yeah, I
1: thought this was going to be a lot worse. I mean, granted, neither of us is really digging all that deep into just how shitty-looking the character of Howard the Duck is. <laughs> just how terrible. Well, given that, like I said, I went in
0: thinking this was going to be just like a papier-mâché duck that they waddled around.
1: I actually kind of would have preferred that. Like, if this, w- if they fully committed to how bad he looked and just went all the way Avenue Q on this movie, <laughs> like, literally, you could see guys in black bodysuits carrying the Howard the Duck puppet around. yeah. That would have been amazing. That would have sold this movie a lot better to me. <laughs> yeah, that might have bumped it up to a three. I, I think so, yeah. if that was, how they did, Or if literally just every character had to interact with a picture of Howard the Duck that someone was holding <laughs> on a stick from off the screen. Clip art they superimposed onto <laughs> it and then to move. And in scenes where he's surprised, they just pull his head off and put his surprised head on there, <laughs> like on screen without removing the whole character. <laughs> uh, I would have liked that a little better. There you go. All right. So,
0: that was Howard the Duck. Thanks so much for listening. If you have a suggestion for us, you can find our big list on SystemMasteryPodcast.com. You can go ahead and find that there. And, uh, of course, we are also doing the in-theaters now, so we have polls for that. That is up right now still for this month, though uh, I think we've got a runaway leader on our hands at the moment.
1: Oh, we really do. We're going to – unless – a rabid contingent of people who want us to go see a different movie gets on there right now, we're seeing Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, most likely. Yeah. So, uh, but we'll have that going on right now. And, of course, next month we'll have another poll so you can see what we are going to be forced to watch then. And uh, you can listen to all of our other podcasts. You can comment on anything on the website. You can let us know what you think on SystemMastery at gmail.com, on Twitter, on Facebook, all of that. And then, uh, if you want to support us, if you like what we do, you can go to Patreon. You can give any amount there. You get some bonus content for our other uh, System Mastery podcast. Mm -hmm. And it always helps us out, lets us do what we are doing. You can rate, review us, anything. All the stuff helps us. We love everything, we love feedback. We love hearing how dumb we are and how we were wrong about so many things.
1: I especially like hearing math fixes to the stuff we say on the show. That's my favorite.
0: Yeah, everything's wonderful. I we like love it. everything. I, I love how our
1: comment feed has turned into a total den of grown yards just because there's <laughs> no one there to stop them. So that, that's been great. I love, I love skipping over that nonsense. So thank you so much for listening to our Movie
0: Mastery. We will be back in a couple weeks with an in-theaters now that is most likely Ghostbusters, so tune in for that in two weeks. And until then, have a good
1: one. Right, and never forget that Barry Allen is the Flash. Never forget.